everybody to Rhodium Radio episode 164 and we've titled this episode History in the Making. So hopefully, uh, you know what, we make some history tonight. Um, other than that, I got a couple of announcements I got to make before I introduce my very special guest of the tonight. Uh, once again, uh, Freaky Tales will be on Friday. I just confirmed my guest. So for those of you, once again, that are tuning in who don't know, I actually run another podcast on Fridays. Well, every other Friday where we talk about the paranormal, the spooky ghost stories type of stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, that was actually doing pretty good. So if you haven't subscribed, go to Freaky Tales podcast on YouTube and subscribe. So we'll be live there Friday at seven o'clock. For those of you still submitting your music, thank you. Please allow me to, uh, to get to it in a timely manner. Then we'll contact you via email. For those of you that are interested in tank tops, hats, shirts, sweaters. Well, I don't know if you want a sweater because, you know, summer's coming up. Uh, go to documixery.com. And once again, people that are being DMing me about their order, all orders have been uh, uh, mailed out. Um, other than that, I know I have one more thing, but if I remember, I'll say it when we come back after our break. So with that being said, please allow me to introduce my very special guest, my very first guest, one of the producers of the movie Kilroy that's available pretty much on all platforms, but I, I believe it's on, I've seen it on Amazon Prime, Joe Castro. Como estas? Hey, doing good, doing good. Thank you, Tony, for having me here today. Oh, Appreciate it, man. Thank you, for, thank you for coming. How far did you drive? Did you have a long drive or no? Yeah, yeah, I had about an hour, no, actually it's a two-hour drive. Two-hour drive. Yeah, two-hour drive. Well, we always got to warn people. If they want to move out here to California, especially around the L.A. area, the traffic is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's I don't <laughs> care where you live. I don't, Southern California is like congested, man. You live on the freeway. You live yeah, on the freeway. Very true. But you know what? We pay We pay for the weather. You know, yeah. you know, uh, the rent is high out here. Uh, the mortgages are high out here, but we pay for the weather. So I wouldn't live anywhere else, though. As much as traveling as I've done, every time I've come back home, I want to kiss the ground. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Cali boy. Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of people tuned in and they want to know who is Joe Castro. And if you could just shed just a little bit of light before we open up our conversation. Oh, yeah, I can give you the, the, the fast track on that one. Joe Castro is, uh, man, I used to, um, man, I was born and raised in Orange County. Used to, um, grew up in the gangs out there. I used to be from a neighborhood called La Jolla, La Jolla Street, part of a clique called the Mad Ones and um did that till i was 21 years old um met my wife linda and got married uh, we just had our 30th anniversary 
And uh, a couple awesome. of weeks ago, yeah, thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Thank you. So I've been away from the neighborhood for 30 years. And uh, basically, I feel like she saved my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we have four four kids. And um, man, they're all doing good. They're all older. Um, they're all adults. But they're all got their education, master's degrees, bachelor's degrees, associate's degrees. They're, they're out there doing it. You know what I mean? I pushed education on my kids because nothing was pushed on me. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I don't want... I'm a pendejo, so I don't want to have no more <laughs> pendejos, you know what I mean? Just so, but um, yeah, we, we both did that to our kids, you know, like raise them to be the right way. But um, yeah, then I got into the movie business uh, three years ago. Okay. Yeah. And uh, real fast, man, I just executive producer on a film not too long ago, produced on Kilroy. And then I've done other films too. As an actor, I've done movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I've been to acting school and man i'm just like getting it right now man god's blessing me in this career in three years i had people right. ask me hey joe uh, like who do you know in the industry that helped you get up so fast and i go god god's my number one you know he's like show favor in me and, and pushed me forward in this and so man it's been crazy it's been a ride man that's awesome you know there was one thing that you said that stood out to me and uh how you said you know about your children you preached school education to them and i think it's very very important that we do that because i was told many years ago as a youngster and uh, uh i never forgot it this one individual said if we don't father our, our children the world will yeah and many of us were fathered by the world by the streets if you will you know and that's because uh, a lot of times either we didn't have our parents there or we were raised right and just chose to do wrong on our own yeah you know and and, and that, that i could speak that for myself because i had a great mother and a great father you know but i chose to do wrong on my own and the sad part about it is my parents are no longer here and i live to be quite honest with that guilt of you know not listening you yeah, know yeah. so with my kids today we celebrated you know my daughter's graduating from college so i preach uh, you know uh, uh, education as well and that's a very very good thing because we've learned and we know that the streets could get us two places dead or in jail yeah yeah you know so or sometimes even in a wheelchair yeah and you know it's just like the in between right like yeah <laughs> but congratulations on that too with your daughter yeah. and your graduation thank you man. thank yeah. you so you know what L let me ask you this what inspired you you know somebody coming from the street somebody running the streets you did your thing you know and and one thing that i want to say is this that uh first of all i want to thank god not only for myself but for you because many of us have done enough dirt that we should have been taken out a long time ago yeah and, yeah. and you said because of god because it was through god's grace and mercy that we're still alive exactly you know so with that uh what inspired you and motivate you to get into acting Man, honestly, it's uh, one of those things like I've, I've always in, was intrigued with it, right? But when I got married, like I knew I had to go to work and I had to go do my nine to five, support my wife, support my kids, you know? And so there was never the, um, I didn't, I wasn't able to go and do that to like follow my, my dreams, let's yes. say, you know what I mean? And um, until lately, like three years ago, um, my wife has a real good job. She works for the school district and uh, she's like, you know, you could take this time right now to, to, you know, pursue, pursue this, you know what I mean? So I did, I just started pursuing it. And it's a weird because the acting or, or the acting world is, it's not as big as what people think. The circles, man, you could get to know one person, then that person happens to know another. And then you start swimming in the circle 
And then before you know it, you're in this bigger circle over here and it just grow and progresses, you know? But um, like I said, I had, like I said, I had people ask me like, who, who do you know? And man, I always say God's the one that really put me on that fast track in this industry. And um, to be able to, to be executive producer on a film, like a year into it was like, people were like, what? Like, really? I've been at this 10 years, I'm still doing background. And I go, you know, I'm just, all god you know for me but i just um i give 110 everything i do everything i do i go to work and i give 110 to production i give 110 to the actors i give 110 to everybody and um i've had people say hey joe uh that you're a producer here today and i go i am they go then why are you picking up trash and i said because it needs to get be picking up and <laughs> why not me you know what I mean? If um, I see something there, I'm going to pick it up, throw it away. Why not? You know what I mean? But the way I was raised, like, just if you're going to work, do it, do a good job. And, and people see it, though. And that's why they invited me on the Kilroy movie to help produce on that. And that's why I got invited to two more films for this year um, that we're going to start. And wow. because of my the way I work, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you still remember the first time? Uh, well, you had mentioned that you had went to acting school, if I'm correct? Yeah, yeah, I went to acting school right here in uh, Hollywood. Uh -huh. Yeah, how, uh, how was that? Was that nerve wracking when you first signed up? Your first day going there, man. You know what? Um, my my friend Andy Rodriguez, the filmmaker. Shout out to Andy Rodriguez. Um, he called the school, which is the Anthony Gelardi uh, Acting Studios, which yes. he's the best acting uh, coach there is in the in the world. Basically, he is uh, the best acting coach in the world. Uh, he called him and said, hey, I'm sending Joe down there and uh, talk to him. And I really would like you to accept him because he doesn't take everybody. You know, I mean, he's got to talk to you, interview you and do the whole process. So I did go talk to him and everything. And he let me in the school. And man, it's a trip because, you know, as like uh, as a Chicano, you're used to wherever you go. You have your back against the wall and, and you're cool and you're hard and you got always got to be watching your back. And yeah, man, going into those classes, you got to drop all that at the door, man. You, they really get you out of your comfort zone. And uh, man, they got you acting like you're a bear in front of, and I'm talking about a class, like 30, 40 people, like stadium seating, and they're all looking at you and, and you're acting like you're a bear. Or you're, it's just whatever they're doing that day or you're acting like you're a cat or whatever. And oh, you do scenes in front of everybody and you got to bring your emotion. You got to bring your, you got to bring your A game each time, you know, and I'm telling you, these are in front of everybody staring at you. So let me interject really quick. So. I know coming from the streets, if somebody tells you act like a cat, I know by you going meow, whatever the hell you did, and people laughing, didn't that street, like what the hell you guys laughing, will ever want to come out? Yeah, man, yeah, <laughs> seriously, man, you're like, a couple of times when you're there and you're act, you know, you're acting a certain way, because sometimes they have it where everybody's acting and they're all just, and you're like a bear and you're walking up to somebody that's acting like a dog and then the bear's like kind of like smelling the other one and and you're like what like nah charlie i, I can't do this you know what i mean i go i can't do this but that i go but why did i pay all this failure to come into this class if i'm not going to give 110 you know right and so i wind up doing what i have to do but I, maybe i wasn't the best bear in in, in the <laughs> class you know what i'm saying but i tried my best you know what i mean to to put down my guard and leave it all at the at the door you know what i mean but it's a trip man like and i always call it like just acting corny the corny 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 right. show because you you got to man right, you got to right. do it because when you're on set and you're doing a scene you might have 20 people behind the camera and you still got to get into character 
So it prepares you. You know what I mean? It really does prepare you. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if those teachers ever say, watch, I'm going to make this guy act like a pendejo. Watch. Hey, homie, yeah. act like a rat. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, <laughs> act like a cat or whatever. Act like, ain't no rat. Ain't no rat. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, but serio, like, I've had, like, after the classes done, like, people come up to me and be like, hey, man, you did a good performance. Like, like it's a trip to see because I'm all, because the tattoos and stuff, they think I'm one way, which. I kind of am, but at the same time, I'm just regular Joe. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, and but I gotta like bring it down even more. You know what I mean? Act more softer. And, wow. And it's it's that, hard, man. It's hard, but when you love what you do, you gotta do it. Now, now, now how, how long were you in this acting school for? Um, I did six months out of a year. Uh, like I was locked up. I did six months, and you know, <laughs> out of a no. But uh, then that's when COVID hit. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, so they were doing online classes, but I wasn't feeling it, so I put my account on freeze, so that way I can uh, go back when things get back to they wow. open the studio back up. This may be a dumb question, but were you actually learning, really learning something there? Man, you know what? When I got into the class and I started going in there, I thought like in the first couple of weeks, I was like, man, what am I doing here? You know, and but then after I stay about a month and a half, two months, I was like, I really started learning. I really started like developing myself as an actor and it, it's weird man like you do learn man you do and you it's almost like therapy man because you wind up yeah. learning stuff about yourself you know what i mean mm -hmm. and yeah it, it winds up being like uh almost therapeutic uh for you mentally and at the same time uh, sharpening your your craft as an actor so, wow yeah and so far it's paid off yeah definitely i want i'm gonna go sign back up and do another year you know what i mean um because i drive two hours to get to class and then two hours back. So wow. usually I get back home at uh, two in the morning, you know, wow. and I go to class, I leave my house like around four in the afternoon. So I get back at two, but it's worth it. For me, it's worth the, the, the time, you know, and, wow. uh, but I, I just, I love doing the acting, man. So what can you do? You, you know, you know well, well, let me ask you this. Cause uh, when I can, I grew up watching a lot of movies. I, in the 80s, I actually uh, opened up my own video store. I'm, I think it was like my second or third job. I've only had like, no, four jobs. Um, I worked in Long Beach at a video place. I found out how to run a, a store. I used to open and close. So I figured, let me open one up. And I opened one up down the street right here. Yeah. And it was actually doing very, very well. So I watched, grew up watching a lot of movies. My favorite actor is obviously Clint Eastwood. I love Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. Uh, um, let me ask you this. Do you, are you a movie guy? Do you watch a lot of movies? Yeah, uh, definitely a movie man. Uh, I've always been into movies or going to the theater or just watching TV shows, movies, all that, man. Growing up, my, my parents, I was raised with my grandparents because my parents were heroin addicts, so they couldn't, uh, they couldn't uh, raise me. Uh -huh. So I was raised with my grandparents and my grandparents always take me to Universal Studios. Oh, so that yes. whole backlot stuff, like back then, like in the, the 80s, 70s, 80s, man, I was intrigued by all that. Same know? here. So that's why, like, now when I'm doing it and we're on set or we're at the studios and stuff, like, I just enjoy all that back behind the scenes stuff, you know? Do you know what? And I think that's probably what did it to us because that's what my parents would take me to. Yeah. And my dad taught me a lot about film. He used to have a projector, taught me how to put the, the film on, yeah. you know, uh, it, it was just uh, amazing to introduce me to a lot of black and white movies, a lot of... Uh, uh, comedians a lot of westerns especially a lot of spanish comedians lucha libre my dad taught me everything about music as well yeah uh, uh now taking those acting classes do you ever look at act actors differently and like wow that guy is a really really great actor i'll give you an example because uh, i think his name is joaquin phoenix yeah he played um on that movie gladiator and i hated that guy 
I hate that dude. And even sometimes when I see him in a movie, I feel like, I still can't stand that dude. Yeah. But you know what? He did a great job because he got you to hate him. Yeah. You know, do, yeah. do you ever look at actors now today and like, wow, that guy's, I can appreciate him even more, especially now attending those acting classes? Yeah, you know what? It's funny you say that because uh, with the coach, Anthony, I told him, I said, I'll tell you one thing, you ruined me towards movies and acting now. Because <laughs> now when I watch them, I look at it in a totally different light. Yes. You know, and there's some people I'll look at them, I'll say like, man, how did he get the job? Like, that's terrible acting. Oh, wow. You know? And then there's some people I'll be like, man, that, that dude, that guy or that girl, they're phenomenal. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I have really been like more of a, a critic on the acting aspect of everything right right now right. now i am yeah not that like i'm this top-notch actor but i'm just saying like from everything i learned you right, know what i mean right. yeah well who are some if you can give us a couple some of your favorite actors that you enjoy watching yeah people are gonna hate me on this one but uh <laughs> will ferrell will ferrell i like really? i like comedy you know okay I, mean? I like comedy and so will ferrell is one that i that i like um see see maybe he's a great actor because i can't stand him yeah see you know? a lot of people say that though man but i i like his comedy though his mm -hmm. comedy that's just i think he's on point with everything okay. he does. you know what i mean and then um man it, it's hard to pick but i ain't gonna say it just because you said it right clint eastwood yeah clint eastwood charles bronson Charles uh, Bronson. Yeah, man, as a quality actor, yeah, those those, those guys killed it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Every movie they've ever done, you know what I mean? You know, it's almost like, it's almost like, it's just so natural, it's almost even hard to, to imagine if somebody's saying cut or, you know, take one or whatever because they're so natural. Yeah. You, you know who I, I had the pleasure of meeting and I believe he's a, a Christian evangelist now, uh, Kirk Cameron. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kirk yeah. Cameron. I mean, I, I, what was the name of that TV show that he was on? Um, Family type? Is it Family Matters or Family Type? Something like that? that. Yeah, yeah. And I met him at a bookstore, and he was just staring at me. And then, you know, I kind of looked back at him, and I was like, hey, you're that guy. And we talked for about 10 to 15 minutes. And the whole time we're talking, he is exactly who he is on TV. And I told him that. And he said when he first got his first couple of gigs, that they told him, just be you. He goes, I didn't know what that meant. They just wanted his personality on the screen yeah so and i just think some people are just naturally like that you know yeah so, yeah you know it's amazing because you meet you see certain actors on um portraying your know, different characters on tv and when like you're gonna meet somebody you go man, i hope they're like that i hope they're like cool people yeah. you know and that happened with me with paul rodriguez we're working with him on a film and uh when i went up to go meet him and he was in makeup i go man i hope this this guy's nice like a cool <laughs> dude you know and I walked in there and he was getting the makeup done and I was like, hey, Mr. Rodriguez, how you doing? Man, I'll tell you this much. I sat on set that day for 10 hours talking to him and wow. he had so much stories and so much just telling us stories about his life, about acting, his parents, his dad, the, his heritage, man. It was just a trip, man. So he's a really down to earth, uh, great person, you know, but I met some low class not low class but like b-listers yeah yeah b-list actors man they act like man they think they're tom cruise dog they <laughs> they act like 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 they made it like, like their stuff don't smell no yeah, yeah like they act like they are hollywood you know what i mean and it's like tripping like man do you know who you are like why are you acting like this you know what i mean right. they're complete divas man and wow yeah it's it's yeah but well, you, you know what t t tell us a little bit about uh kill kilroy what what um what made you get into that and be a part of the production yeah well actually um cedar films and more creative films they were already working on that when i got involved with uh -huh. it yeah i came in like more towards the 
more than halfway point of it, right? Um, but they were already had it going, and then uh, when I was seeing what they were doing, man, and talking to them about it, it was such a great story of redemption, great story of, uh, you know, being such a bad person and being in such darkness, but being able to change, uh, changing his life, you yes. know, and, and being saved by God's grace. Man, I was like, that's amazing, man. When they asked me to come on board, I was like, yeah, definitely, definitely would come on board. Yeah. And so we did. And man, actor Wilson Ramirez, man, he, he played Kilroy. Man, he did a great job, man, as an actor. Yeah. And that's one of those guys, like, just a good heart, great person, man. And he gave me a lot of acting tips and stuff like that. But he's such a nice person um, on and off camera. Uh, but he killed it on, on playing Kilroy, man. He had the look. And then he just got so much into that character that he portrayed him to the T. Awesome, awesome. You know, I want to talk a little bit about, well, before we get into the, what we call today, you know, making history, you know, history yeah. in the making. Uh, where can people, if they're interested to see this Kilroy movie, because we also want to promote it and we want to push it here yeah. as well. Yeah. I know I saw it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Where else can um, they see it at? Yeah, you can see it on Amazon Prime. You can see it on Tubi. You can see on uh, Google Video. You can you can rent it or purchase it on YouTube. Uh, you can also man, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. You know, there's a lot of locations that you can you can go and see it. But you know what? The the greatest part of it is that I've had so many people say, "Joe, it was such a great message. It was such a yeah." Amazon Prime and all and Google Play. Um, okay. I had this one guy message me and he goes, "I saw the movie, but I turned it off after five minutes." He said. Uh, I did time. You think he said he did over 20 years? He goes, but it hit him in the heart that he had to walk away from the movie. And then when he went back like a week later to finish it up to watch it, he said it touched him a lot. Like a lot of the stuff he could relate to and uh, it just made him. So he had his kids watch it too. And so that way right. they can be a more connection of what their dad went through. You know? right. But yeah, and I've had people just say, it's an amazing movie, like an amazing uh, story of redemption. You know, just just people loving on that movie, you know, because yeah. of the, the word that's in it, you know? Awesome, awesome. So let's talk a little bit about, and let's inform people, because I believe, uh, Alex, I'm not sure if you've been bringing the, the link across the, the screen. Uh, there's gonna be a link on, on the screen where people can eventually order the fight and if I'm correct, it's June 29th? Uh, 26th. June 26th. June 26th, yeah. June 26th, there's gonna be a pay-per-view fight on this link that's gonna be across the screen and it is between Gunner and Cholo Trucker. Yes, correct. Okay. okay. Correct. Let's talk a little bit about that. What inspired that? Whose idea was it? How did you guys put it together? If it fill us in. Yeah, that that was done by um the fight was actually it was a challenge between um Cholo Trucker and Sonny. And Sonny from the Streets Ain't Loyal. And they were supposed to like they were like challenging each other to box or whatever. But then Sonny said, you know what, I'm too old to box, this and that. So then Cholo Trucker went ahead and he, uh, I believe he's the one that challenged uh, Gunner. Am I correct? Well, well no? when he gets up then here. I'm, then I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah, I'll let him correct that. Yeah, uh, excuse me, because you got to remember I'm older, so I'm already like senile <laughs> a little bit. But, but in the long story of it all, they both accepted the challenge to box, you know. But this boxing match, it's, it's, it's about unity and it's about charity and fundraising, uh, getting the money to help out these organizations and um, to have two guys come together that are not professional boxers, but have the hearts of lions, you know what I mean? 
to get in the ring and to be able to do this for something that's bigger than themselves. Yes. Yeah, that, that's 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 history in the making. That's a history in the making. You know, when we go and we do all of our updates and stuff on YouTube, on um, YouTube, people are like, never thought we'd see this in our lifetime. You know, keep up the great work. It's like ninety nine percent positivity on it. You know what I mean? Then you got that one percent of trolls, but they're always going to be there. They're always going to be. Yeah, there. always going to be there. But ninety nine percent, everybody's just like, man it's amazing you know like keep it going you guys you know we're here to support you and we've had people like donate shirts and hats and stuff so we can give away um for the boxing match you know what i mean to help right. raise funds for the boxing match and stuff like that so we've had a lot of people supporting it and we've had people all over all over the u.s but even outside the u.s we've had people um outside the country that are that are watching this that are wanting this to happen you know awesome yeah what, 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 what do you think i mean i know but for let's just say for somebody who's just tuning in right now uh what do you think it's uh, something that people are looking forward to or is it just because it's surrounding the unity title you know is it because uh like you said nothing like this has ever happened uh i think it's a great idea i'm all for it and that's why we put this together so we could promote it here on Rodian Radio. Hopefully people, yeah. uh, hopefully this is one of the many to come, you know, yeah. but, but but why do you think there's so much hype on it? Why do you th what do you think it is? Like Joel's personal opinion, my personal opinion on it is that there's a couple of things. People are tired of the negativity. People are tired of the bad that's out there right now. Everybody's tired of what was happening with the elections. Everybody's tired of what was happening with COVID. Everybody's tired of what was happening with BLM and, and the fights and the people getting killed and just all the bad that was happening. But now that we got something good coming out, something to, to unify the, the Rasa, you know? Yes. And we're not promoting it as North versus South and not, nothing political like that. Right. We're just showing that this guy that lives up here and this guy that lives down here, they can go and they can box for charity. And at the end of the fight, win, lose, or draw, they can shake hands, hug it out, and still be friends but like i said do something that's bigger than them you know what i mean to be able to help out the charities and, and that's awesome because and i'll tell you why because you know i'm sure i'm sure it was where you're growing up if you had a problem with somebody in the neighborhood you handled it yeah and then after that guess what you shook hands and that was it you yeah. know yeah that was it and that's what this kind of reminded me of so that's why i'm excited yeah. to see it as well and i want to help and promote it and push it so that other people can tune in so you know because there's no market out there for it, so we got to make our own yeah, you know, exactly. it's exactly. like podcasts like this. I encourage others to make their own, but for positivity. Yeah, you know, not necessarily who's better or who can get more view. It's not even about that. Yeah. You know, let's make it where it's bigger than us. Yeah, you know, uh, I, and I'll be honest with Joe. I never thought I'll be sitting right here across from you because I said this plenty of times on shows that I didn't think I would be on here that long. But you know yeah. what? We're only here because of the subscribers, because of the viewers, people on the live chat. They tune in. People yeah. always ask me, you know, why do people tune into your channel? And I always say, I don't do nothing special, man. You know, I pay for my internet, we turned it on, and I just talk, you yeah. know? I try to shine light on Rasa, and maybe that's what they like, yeah. you know? So yeah. there's an audience. So if, if, if the TV ain't gonna give us our own, we gotta make our own. Yeah, you know what definitely, I'm saying? Definitely. And this is history in the making, because this is the first of its kind. And hopefully there'll be more. Yeah. you know now uh i wanted to ask you uh, because i was told correct me if i'm wrong that this is a, a a private venue where it's not going to be open to the public is that true 
That's true. That's just pay-per-view only. Okay. The pay-per-view only is just for everybody's safety. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's what it's for. Because uh, having the guys come down from the north, you know what I mean? And as it is, you know how it is. Whenever something positive or something good's happening, yes. somebody else wants to throw a, a wrench in the works. You know what I mean? Yeah. So our number one priority is that everybody comes to the venue safe and everybody goes home safe. And then that's number one priority. So doing a pay-per-view, you know what? And plus COVID, COVID is like the big thing. Right. Because when you do a venue, it's X amount of people only. So right. who wants to have something where you can only have, they said it was 53 people. You know, basically that's your camp and your family and that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even some of those can't come. So right. yeah, so pay-per-view was the best thing because everybody gets to enjoy it. Everybody gets to watch it and, and, and everybody's safe. They won't catch um covid or anything like that you know yeah you know and i think that's a good thing because and the reason why we need people to tune in and and, and you know and uh, uh, uh check this fight out number one is because this is the first time it's happening number two if there's another one possibly it could be an open venue yeah you know yeah. since things are finally opening up yeah you know now uh another question that people are probably wondering as well is there going to be undercard fights yeah there's undercards and there's we can't release the names of the right. undercards right now but it's amazing undercard matches yeah they're they're man i just want to i want to release it right now oh, no, it's I, okay. can't, I can't but all i want to say is that it's it's ex as exciting as our our, our main event our main event you know what i mean but yeah, yeah these these uh these other three matches are going to blow everybody's socks off that's for sure awesome yeah. awesome so we have three matches before the main events yes okay so everybody uh, you know what? Uh, make sure you guys tune in June 26th. Uh, History in the making. You're gonna have four dough matches. Believe me, you guys pay you know 75 bucks to 100 bucks to watch Mayweather running around the ring with McGregor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you put your money you know into something that's gonna support Rasa? Yeah. You know, support each other. Yeah. You know, if nobody isn't, you know what? Let us do it. Yeah. You know, we, we pay we pay stupid money for these goofy old fights, and we leave disappointed. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if you so, think about it too, you can go to McDonald's right now with uh, two people and go spend thirty-five bucks. Easy, yeah. you know what I mean, or three people. And but this right here, you're supporting these this charity. You know yes. I mean? yeah. Well, people spend that at just a Starbucks. Yeah, so. there you go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I wanted to say one more thing. Yes, sir. We have a halftime show that's going to be like no other halftime. Oh show. wow, let's see. Yeah, we have the halftime. I could talk to you about that. That's going to okay. be. That's gonna be Love Machine versus Flaco. It's gonna be a tamale eating contest. Tamale yeah, eating tamale, contest. Yeah, and these bottles are a couple of fast eating big dudes. So, man, it's gonna be interesting to see who can choke down the, mo the most uh, tamales. Wow. I hope the tamales are good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're the best. They're the best. And that's what I'm asking, like our our, our crowd, like, what did, should we give them chicken, uh, beef, or the, <laughs> the one with chili and cheese? You know what I mean, like. We're gonna let the the subscribers decide that. That's awesome. So they, so they can be a part of the show, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's dope. Okay, yeah. here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and take a ten minute break. We're gonna come back with Cholo Trucker and our special guest. Okay. And we're gonna be accepting the call from Gunner. Okay. So we'll and then we'll bring you back on as well. All right. Cool. So thank you, Joe. Right. You'll be back, everybody. Once again, uh, uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a ten minute break. Uh, we're gonna come back with Chola Trucker, our special guest, and uh, Gunner will be calling, and uh, we'll be asking him some questions as well about the fight. So make sure you call somebody, text somebody, and make sure you guys tune in to History in the Making. Ten minutes. We'll be back.
Welcome back, everybody, to Roading Radio, episode 164. And before I introduce my special guest, uh, actually two of my special guests, uh, once again, uh, for those of you that have been asking me, submit your music to roadingradio at gmail.com. For those of you guys that want to buy merch, once again, or wants to buy an ad, you can reach me at uh, documixery.com, where that's to buy the merch, but you can reach me at rhodiumradio at gmail.com for um, uh, uh, your music, submitting your music, submitting your bio, submitting your videos. Um, uh, re reach us there at rhodiumradio.gmail.com. Documixery for the merch and Freaky Tales on Friday. So see you guys Friday, 7 p.m. But let's get back to Rodin Radio episode 164, History in the Making. And allow me to introduce to you Cholo Trucker, David Rocha, a.k.a. Sir Dino. How you guys doing? Doing good. Thank you for having me, Tony. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You, you got a big fight coming up. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, one month from today, man. One month from today. Today is the 26th. Well, we're here to promote it. And uh, you know what? I want to ask you for those that people that are barely starting to get familiar with you here. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, well, you know, everybody always wants to know where you grew up and stuff like that. Uh, we moved around all over the place, man. There really is no place that I actually grew up. Uh -huh. um, Originally, I'm from East LA, Montebello, mm -hmm. um, but we moved around a lot. Every year, every 18 months, every six months, it was pick up and move, pick up and move. We lived all over the place, man. San Bernardino, Fontana, Baldwin Park, Southgate, East Los, wow. uh, Ontario, lived, lived a little bit in South Texas, uh, just constantly getting up and moving, 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 man. So, I mean, where, wa where was I raised? I, <laughs> wherever I lived at the time, man, you right. know? So that's basically what, what, what comes with that, right? Okay. Just picking up and moving all the time. Right. Um, as far as like my channel, I actually started uh, Cholo Trucker as a year long project. It was really me for, to clear my head. I was in a real dark place at the time. Um, it was just really eating me up, you know? Um, and I just, I didn't realize how many people were out there that, you know, they're going through that struggle as well. And, uh, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it on YouTube and I'm going to go back and kind of judge that guy, you know? And, uh, as I was doing it, um, I actually completed the year and I actually did end the channel, even though some people were like, nah, childish, you know, don't end the channel, don't end the channel, man, don't end it. And I did, I ended it and, um, you know. I felt kind of bad because people just kept on, you know, bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back. And I got to tell you, you know, mission was accomplished. Yeah. I'm at a much better place today. Um, I, 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 I love life. Um, at, a, at a certain point, I wasn't. And um, you know what? I started the channel back up. And I'm um, doing, you know, it's great, man. I'm connecting with people, and I gotta tell you, it's kind of, it's, it's a blessing, man. It really is a blessing. You, you really don't know till you start connecting with people and good people. You know, yeah. the haters are always gonna be there. That just comes with the territory, Tony. <laughs> you know, the haters are always gonna be there. But uh, when you connect with good people, and um, you know, they, they, they got your back, and you talk with them, and, and going over with them, and yeah. hooking up with the LA Times, and many other you know guys on youtube and and uh you know actually meeting people on the street man it's it's a blessing man it's yeah. a great feeling so so you got this fight coming up with gunner which will he'll be calling soon we'll, we'll let him know when he can when he can call mm -hmm. and uh have you met him ever met him yet 
I've never met him in person, man. I've never met him in person. I think if we were to meet in person, maybe he wouldn't take the fight. <laughs> I know he's watching. Okay, okay. By the way, those are just tweakers with fireworks, gotcha. so don't worry about it. But uh, wow. So, um, how, what sparked this idea? You know, why him? I guess. All right. So uh, you had Joe, my boy Joe, up here, and uh, he didn't really know the true story. So uh, let me go ahead and set the record straight for everybody that's watching. Um, so what happened? You know, Joe got the beginning of it right. Uh, we're thinking about uh, raising money yes. um, for charities. And um, so I kind of got this idea of Rocky Part Three when Rocky fought Thunderlips, aka Hulk Hogan. That's dope. And I was like, hey, you know what? Sonny and I can get in there and and put on a show. Um, you know, we're planning an event, and and I say, hey, uh, what if we just have people go out there and say, hey, who wants to throw on some gloves and just kind of spar it out or or what have you? And Sonny, you know, from the Street Saint Lord podcast, shout out to Sonny. He's a uh, He's all like, hey, I'll fight you. So that's when the idea clicked, like, hey, him and I can put on this kind of fight slash comedy show and raise a little bit of money to, to put for a charity. And um, LA Times, shout out to LA Times. My boy Joe is part of it. Paul is part of it. Uh, Times spelled with a Z. They went on a live and they were talking about that, about myself versus Sonny. And it just seemed like the people on the chat, I wasn't a part of the live, I wasn't there. The people on the chat started bringing up Gunner versus myself. Hmm. So that got the ball rolling. I'd never had any contact with Gunner or anything like that. Him and I, we've never talked or we didn't know each other or anything. So the pe it was actually the people that started right. bringing that up, bringing that up, bringing that up. And it, it sparked the idea um, they brought it to my attention. They're like, hey, man, you know, would, would you be down to uh, to throw some hands with Gunner, man? And we could do charity that way. I said, yeah, I'll be down with it, man. And they got at his people and, and you know, the ball got rolling. And then the official call out came out where it's like, okay, you know what? So it wasn't really, it wasn't me calling Gunner out. It was like, hey, so are you down to fight Gunner for, for charity? Yeah. Let's do it, man. And man. Uh, Gunner was down for it. And uh, here we are now, man. We're one month away from the fight. It's an awesome. exciting time, man. It's awesome. exciting. Awesome. Alex, when you get a chance, uh, put up the, the link once again on the screen. Uh, David, for those of you, once again, who are tuning in right now, David Rocha, Pastor, a.k.a. Sir Dino, is in the building. Uh, how did you get in the mix of all of this? Like, what role do you have to play? You know, it's, it's kind of funny because people are probably like, what is he doing here? Like, <laughs> and um, first of all, I want to say that um, um, it's good to meet you, you know what I mean? And just be here to to support both of you guys, you know what I mean? That's really important to me. That's really, really important to me because um, I knew Paul from, from LA Times and he actually interviewed me um, mm. maybe about a few months ago. You know, he has a, a on his YouTube channel, he interviewed me and then a convict's perspective with the Flaco and Rojo, they have a YouTube channel going. And um, uh, there's a different YouTube channel, um, I forgot, Stories from uh, from Prison. I, I can't remember exactly the name of it, but Flock was a part of it. And he said, hey man, why don't you do an interview on that? So in, in a way, I met both camps, you know? And then uh, with Gunner, I remember watching his channel. His channel just popped up out of nowhere a couple months ago and it just, 
it's just taken it just took off you know what i mean he he talks about a lot of real issues real prison issues but he just brings comedy into it too you know so i could see the attraction of why people watch him you know and um and he <clears throat> he would mention me a lot and and i didn't know him either you know so in a weird way i kind of knew both camps so when this fight thing came up i didn't even know who, who you were so i looked up your channel subscribe too and um you know he um very intellectual stuff he'll be in his truck and he'll just start talking about social issues and this and that and i'm like man i like that i like the fact that uh i like hearing rasa and somebody just be intellectual and and uh so I, I enjoyed it you know and um just watching both and then when i realized that that paul was behind it that's how i met uh joe that's how i met uh sunny and and all those guys you know and um they had they had said listen um, can you be the chaplain for this fight wow. and actually pray before these guys fight and the fact that it's for charity the fact that it's about unity the fact that it's about rasa and coming together man you already know i'm there you yeah. know what i mean anything to do with that because this is for me this is a, a lifelong dream well not when I was banging, but I mean, after that, right. you know what uh -huh. I mean? Just to see the unity and you already know, I mean, just the fact when I came over here, the first interview, yeah. that to me broke barriers, you know, and, and just you, for me, I've always said this and I said this to Paul too. I said, man, when, when Tony A invited me the first time to me, that, that broke a lot of doors, that broke a lot of walls, you know, cause everybody knows, you guys know between our state, you know, there's just conflict and there's a lot of things, you know, and. And I like to say that you pioneered it, man. And and what LA Times is doing, Cholo Truckers doing, Gunner, um, Convict's Perspective, everything they're doing is is right in line, you know. And um, I just wanted to be a part of it, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just excited. I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited to be uh, a part of it and uh, to be able to pray, you know. And, and it's just it's an honor to me, you know. Yeah, I remember David when you called me and uh, you told me about this, you know. I, I was on I was on my way to, to a store to buy you know running some errands to buy some stuff yeah and when you told me I just stopped and I just sat there for like 30 minutes you know listening to you and I just thought it was an amazing idea because I've never seen anything like this before me either I mean and let's be honest today we have the technology we have the resources that we could do it ourselves we don't need big Hollywood companies behind us yeah you know if they want to get involved fine but you know what I mean we're pushing it here we have our own audience now you know we could push our own uh, uh, the word we have our own advertisement so honestly thank God for technology that we can do it because yeah, right. when we were kids we didn't have none of this you know uh, having a cell phone back in the day would have been like you were part of star trek or something you know yeah but you know what now we have it now we do it and we can go on uh, uh uh do bigger and better things possibly even after this yeah you know i mean to me this is this is we we don't know where it's leading but this is a huge milestone of, of what you guys are doing man just doing it you know and the fact that you guys can get in a ring and do this, I would rather see you guys beat each other up than neighborhoods <laughs> beating each other up. That's a great point. Well, well, I sit back with some ice water, you know? <laughs> and and I'll, I'll say this, um, you know, when this first started, I didn't think it was gonna be what it is. Yeah. Um, to me, it was just something small. It was just, uh, it was, maybe I didn't see the big picture at the time. Um, but once the ball got rolling, um, you know, it's it's becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah. And I want to go ahead and let everybody know, man, I feel very blessed and very honored to be a part of something like this, man, because I did not 
you know, I did not see this for what it is. I was just like, yeah, okay, we'll just go in there, throw some hands, man, and all right, you know, we raise a, you know, a couple of bucks and all is good, man. All right, you know, go home. But uh, it's it's growing. It's really growing. It's you know, it's yeah. taking a life of its own, and man, it's uh, it's a blessing. I, I'm I feel very blessed and honored to be a part of it, man. Sadio. Awesome, awesome. You know what? I'm gonna ask you one more question before we ask Gunner to call in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. How long have you been training for now? When did you start and how's that coming along? Oh man, training's going good. Um, you know, I've been training, you know, I always keep myself in shape. Yeah. Uh, I always keep myself in shape, um, but actually training for this, it's probably been close to mm, close to about a month, about three weeks. You know, I release okay. my training videos, but they're always a week behind, you know, so the the, training video that I'm gonna release this coming weekend was actually from last week. So it's always a week behind that way. But training is going really good. I wanna give a shout out to the G-Unit twins. Uh, those kids, man, you can see that I'm training with those kids. They're the ones hitting me in my, in, in, on my stomach. <laughs> those kids can bang, man. And I'm telling you, keep an eye out on those kids. They're those not kids, playing. No, they're not, man. They're in there to fight and they're gonna be champions one day, I'm telling you. These awesome. kid, these kids have got it, man. Awesome. Uh, um, did, did did you um, are you? How would you say? Uh, did you grow up boxing? Do you have any experience in uh, boxing as well? Uh, yeah. Um, I I mean, just like everybody. Well, maybe I shouldn't say everybody, but you know, there's always boxing gyms in the barrios and stuff yeah. like that, man. So I went in there and messed around. I didn't take it as serious as I should have. Um, Maybe I should, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, man, you know what? Maybe if I really dedicated myself, man, because I'm pretty athletic. So, and it's just barely now coming out. You know, I'm just barely now actually right. taking advantage of it and my older age. But um, do I have like boxing experience where I'm getting in there going golden gloves? Nah, Charlie, I don't have it like that, <laughs> you know, but I do do boxing to keep myself in shape. All the boxing workouts is what I do to keep in shape. I'm not really too much into lifting weights and getting big and cosas así, you know? So I'm just mainly into boxing training and uh, getting into boxing gyms and and that's how I keep in shape. That's good, that's good. You know, just really quick, when I was a little kid, my brother um, took me to a gym out in Compton. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if if he's still there, but I I remember it because I had a picture of Muhammad Ali throwing a jab. And when he took me there, I said, I want to do that. And I didn't know what a jab was. I was just maybe eight, nine years old, possibly. So he had me standing in front of a mirror, just throwing a jab. But he always, I always wanted to do it like Muhammad Ali had it. But he was throwing a jab with his right hand. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm right hand. If you're right hand, you're going to throw a jab with your left. Mm-hmm. I learned how to do this, my strongest hand as a jab. Why he taught me that, I don't know. Growing up, fighting, I was always like good at like hitting dudes and I was never really getting hit back. And then one day I said to my brother, man, I got into like five fights, man, and I won all of them. And he said, oh, because I taught you how to uh, fight Southpaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? And I'll tell you this, man, uh, some trainers do do that. One fighter that comes to my mind is uh, I think Diego Mag- uh, Magdaleno. Um, he's not that popular, but he does come to mind where his trainer, he's, he's, uh, he's right-handed, but his trainer told him, no, you're gonna fight Southpaw. And his belief was, the trainer's belief was, you're gonna have your stronger hand in front because that's the one that you're throwing the most. 
The hand that's in the back is going to come with power already. Whether it's your power hand or not, yeah. it's coming from the back. You're going to have power to it. Whether I agree with that method or not, but some, you know, some some coaches do do that. Yes, yes. Hold on, I'm connecting with the roadcaster right now, and I'll let you know, Alex, when it's connected, so that we can ask Gunner to call. So right now, okay, it's connected. For calls, the so roadcaster right Gunner, now. If and you're I'll let listening, you know, Alex, when it's connected, go ahead and call so us so that we can ask and uh, to call. we'll take your so call. Right We'd now. love to talk to you. It's connected. Hopefully, we can hype this fight up. And so, so roadcaster uh, right Gunner, now. And I'll let you know, Alex, that, uh, we're serious about this. This is history in the making. So when you get a chance, Gunner, if you can hear us, I know it's like a 10 second delay from the live. Go ahead and call us, and we'll accept that. We'd love so, to talk to you, Gunner. Yeah. Yeah. So no, not yet. Just when he calls right now. So. Whenever, uh, uh, Alex, but you know what, uh, here's an, there he is. So let's go ahead and put our uh, headphones on. Give us a second. Hello, Gunner, are you in the building? Absolutely, bang, bang, here Ab I am. Absolutely, bang, bang. Thank you for calling. Welcome to Rodian Radio. I'm excited to have you on. I'm sure the fans are excited to have you on. And here we have Cholo Trucker and we have David Rocha, a.k.a. Sir Dino. And, uh, and I quote Cholo Trucker. He said that if, he had, if you had met him in person, you would not have accepted this fight. How do you feel about that? Um, I, I absolutely agree. I probably wouldn't have because I would have thought he was too small for me. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't accept it for his own well-being and for the safety and security of oneself, meaning him. I probably wouldn't have, but hey, since it is what it is now, the ball's rolling. The match is lit, and it's time to burn the house down. So uh, with that being said, uh, I appreciate the fact that, that um, what this is about, what's behind this, the motivation, um, history in the making, we're really doing it. It's something that's been a long time coming. It's something that the, the Rafa has been looking forward to. And uh, it's at the doorstep now, and you know we just got to cross that threshold and, and make it happen. So I'm, I'm just uh, very honored and humbled to be a part of this and uh, history in the making. I'm ready. Yes, yes. And once again, we want to thank you for calling. You know, but I, I have a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you. Uh, same questions that I asked uh, uh, Cholo is, uh, how long now have you been training and how is that coming along? So uh, the moment that I heard that, uh, you know, I was called out and uh, I, accepted the, I accepted the boxing match, I immediately went into a uh, lightweight seat. I'm not the type of guy that sits there and trains constantly. You know, I did a lot of prison time. I, I, I'm, I'm one of those bosses that, hey, when I'm in there, I'm, I'm working out, I'm doing my thing, but as soon as I get out, hey, I kind of relax and just go to work and do my own thing. You know, I'm not sticking with the grind. But as soon as I knew that this boxing match was real and I'm being called out and I'm being challenged, I immediately went into uh, a nutritional diet. I went into uh, lightweight calisthenics. Just like Cholo, not thinking that it was such a big deal, thinking, okay, we're going to go, we're going to spar, put on the exhibition. And that was that. The moment that I see that it started to snowball effect and get big, I really dedicated myself. So I would say probably about the same time as Cholo, maybe the last three weeks, I really got out there and pounded that pavement, and I'm, I'm really making it happen. I got me a, a trainer. Um, I traveled pretty much every weekend out of state to go work out with this trainer. Um, he comes to me one week, I go to him, of course, uh, the COVID kind of affected it, but um, I still, I'm, I'm just dedicated to uh, to my craft and to working out and doing what I have to do to get prepared and be fully ready for this fight. So about three weeks. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know what, and this is one thing I didn't ask, uh, uh, I'm sure you guys know, how many rounds is this fight gonna be for? 
Um, it's going to be four two-minute rounds, and the last round will be a one-minute uh, free-for-all, or, you know, brawl till he falls type oh, okay. uh, round. So basically a nine-minute a nine-minute fight um, goes by fast, but still behind heavy. We're going to be going toe-to-toe. I, I guarantee that. It's not going to go fast for him. I'm telling you that. It's going to be a long night for the gun gun. How do you feel about that, Gunner? Um, you know, hey, I mean, talk is talk. You know, and I, I, I hear Carnival frivolous talking uh, constantly. It's just part of the uh, the YouTube world and it's part of the world that we live in. Um, I've heard it over and over again since I was a little kid. And hey, guess what? Talking has never stopped me. Talking can't take a hit like I throw. So, um, I mean, I, I hope he's prepared. I've seen in his, in his workout videos. I mean, the guy's, the guy's pretty healthy. The guy's looks like he has stamina, but none of that's going to help him when I knock him out in the first round. Right, right. You know what? And I'm quoting Mike Tyson. He said, every every person has a game plan, which he was referring to boxers. Every boxer has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. And, exactly. And you know what? Sometimes that changes. You have a game plan, but as soon as you get rocked, hey, everything changes. Uh, anything you care to add to that, Cholo? No, and, and you're right about that, Tony. And the thing is that, you know, he's going in there with that mentality. Like, everybody has a game plan to get punched in the mouth. The <laughs> thing is, he doesn't know that he's the one that's going to get punched in the mouth. Okay. Yeah, you know what? And, and I quote uh, uh, Gunner. He said that he would not have accepted this fight if he would have met you in person because they are so small. But, you know, there's also guys like Chiquita Gonzalez back in the day, small guy, champion. Uh, are, are you a little worried about him being small, maybe being crafty, maybe being hard to hit, Gunner? Uh, I've been telling people, and, and everyone asks me the question constantly, they say, are you underestimating Cholo? And I say, absolutely not. I go into a fight, I go into any type of boxing match or anything, and I'm not going to say that I've boxed before. This is basically my first uh, boxing match. But I go into any type of battle with the mindset of never underestimating your opponent. Um, I know his speed is up to par. I know his stamina. I mean, he's a he's a marathon runner, so I'm pretty sure his win is where he needs to be. And I know he's really, but his mindset and the type of person he is, believe me, I've watched his extensive videos of all his videos. I'm, I like to get into people's minds and read their minds. Every look, every, every, every sniff, every twist, every turn. So I'm watching his eyes, the way they move. And I can tell you right now, that man is prepared, but I can also tell you that that man cannot take my punch. This I guarantee. Wow. Well, we're one month away from, you know, <laughs> finding out, right? I mean, it's one month away. Hey, Gunner, I'm glad yes, that you're sir. taking this serious. I'm glad that you got a trainer. I'm glad that everything's going good for you, man, because, uh, you know, come one month from today, as a matter of fact, man, there shouldn't be any excuses from your side or my side. I guarantee you there's not going to be any excuses on my side, Holmes. Oh, definitely never, definitely never an excuse. Um, you know, you're just going to dust yourself off and try again. We understand that. But at the same time, remember this. Uh, this is not a, a little kid hitting you in the stomach. If I hit you, I'm breaking ribs, Russell. Oh, no, he said it right there, right, Tony. He said it right there, right. If he hits me. Oh, okay. If, if, that, that you know, there's the big IF right there. Yeah, if right. he hits me. See, everyone, there's a lot of people talking about, like, oh, he can't stand his power. You know, one shot and bam, he's gone and everything. Hey, well, he's got to hit me, though. Right. He's got to hit me first, Holmes. You know what I mean? This right. ain't going to be, I, I'll guarantee you right now, I'll guarantee to everybody watching right now, because there's a lot of this talk about, hey, he's going to get knocked down in the first round. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he doesn't knock, not knock me out in the first round or in the fight. I guarantee you that. 
Wow. Hey, he's guaranteeing everybody their money's worth. <laughs> their money's worth. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and what we want to do is we want to put on a show for the people. We want everyone to get their money's worth. And I guarantee just being a part of this pay-per-view, just being a part of what we have going, you've got your money's worth already because you're seeing the Rasa United. You're seeing, uh, you know, something for the people, by the people. I consider myself a champion for the people. Um, you know, I always push unity. I push Rasa. Um I'm not going to say I'm a pioneer in this, but I say that I'm, I'm trying to just put my little piece to that puzzle and contribute the, uh, the most I can. Uh, as far as this boxing match goes, this is just another piece to the puzzle. Hey, I've been putting this puzzle together my whole life, and guess what, Cholo? You're the last piece. I'm almost done, and I'm going to finish this puzzle. And, and and you know what? Just kind of to piggyback off what Gunnar was saying right there, man, okay? Like, I would not have taken this fight if I didn't respect the man, okay? I would not have oh, taken yeah. this fight if I had any, like, animosity like really true anger towards him i wouldn't have taken this fight you know it's a message behind it it's the charity that we're doing so it's a blessing and it's an honor to be a part of it man yes. i'm so happy to be a part of it i'm glad gunner's a part of it i'm glad he accepted the fight and um but yeah you know what we're not going in there to give you know hugs and kisses to each other you know what right. when once the fight is over i'll help pick them up dust them off and i'll give them a hug then uh gonna really quick um, yes, do you have any uh, boxing experience? Like, did you grow up boxing in the gym? Do you have little experience? Can, can you share with the public? Um, I would say that in uh, the neighborhood that I'm from, in, uh, in Merced, California, the San Joaquin Valley, um, quiet as it's kept, we have a lot of boxers within our community, right? We have a lot of boxers within our community, and there was actually an old trainer, a, a real good trainer, I was actually good friends with uh, the late great custom model who was uh, Mike Tyson's, you know, trainer. Yes, and awesome. uh, his name his name was Frank Poma. Uh, shout out to uh, Frank Poma, may he rest in peace. Just a very good, a very good and general soul. But so what he would do was take a lot of youngsters from the neighborhood and you know just teach us some basic fundamentals. I myself uh, got incarcerated at a young age, so I never got to pursue that. I do remember being in some of the buildings when he was doing this. But I've I've had a lot of friends that do have extensive training, so I've been around a lot of heavy hitters, a lot of guys that have physicalistic uh, skills. And uh, I've actually had to, you know, street fight with them. I know that street fighting is much different from boxing. It's a whole different animal. But, I mean, uh, fighting to me is fighting. Boxing is boxing. Uh, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to just employ all the skills that I have. And, uh, you know, now that I'm training and everything, that um, I think I think it's going to all work out. I think it's all going to work out. And, I, yes, I say the word think because you never know what could happen. It could end fast. You know, I could end them fast. It's all on my time. He's on my time now. Right now is dinner time. Everybody knows what time it is. It's gunner time. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Cholo. You just happened to be caught up at the wrong point in time. But, hey, the last step for taking the fight, I appreciate you. And like I said, there's no animosity towards Cholo either. Um, I really respect him. I respect his skills. I respect the man, you know, a good family man. And um, it's nothing but love and respect. But at the same time, when we get in that ring, I'm going to have to humble him. There, you know, just very much humbling. Yeah, no, he's here coming to the ring thinking he's the big bad gun. He's not even a super soaker when he steps into the ring. He's <laughs> one of those little water pistols. I respect him. It's all good and everything, but hey, Gunner, stick to Menudo. Pozole is too much for you, Holmes. <laughs> hey, all I got to say is when I get in, I'm going to pluck the feather out of his hat. Mm -hmm. I'm going to flatten his hat, pluck the feather, throw one of those red stickers on his truck, bulldoze him over, <laughs> and move on to the next opponent. So I'll get Logan Paul. I'm winking at you orderly. What's up? <laughs> uh, just a couple of more questions, Gunner. Uh, but David, really quick, uh, any questions or anything you want to say uh, to Gunner or to Cholo now that they're on the phone together? Uh, 
sorry, man. I just, uh, I'm proud of both of them. I really am proud of both of you guys, of, of everything that you're doing. And I don't think, maybe you do realize that you are, um, that's a lot of weight that you guys are carrying for our people. Yes. You know, I've often said that to my daughter that graduated, uh, she's a nurse now. She went through her bachelor's and I said, Miha, when you got that diploma, when you got that degree, yes. do you realize the blood, sweat and tears of the generations before you that worked in the fields? You know, for you to, you're not only receiving that for yourself, you're receiving it for me and for my parents and our grandparents, you know, the, yes. and, and everything we came from. And I say the same thing to both of you, is that there has been so much hate and bloodshed between Raza yes. that when you guys are there in the ring, I'm just I'm just really, really proud of both of you, man. And, and the very fact that I can just be a small little part of, of history in the making. And I'm thankful that I'm able to be a part of this history in the making as well to help promote and to push and asking Raza to support this for a good cause, for a good cause. So I want to, you know, I have a couple more questions for you, Gunnar, but I want to thank you guys openly and publicly for putting this together and stepping out, if you will, maybe out of your comfort zone and coming together, putting on this event for us, for unity. And uh, um, you know what? I'm just hoping that it turns out to be a great blessing and that, that there will be more to come. You know, oh, I, we highly appreciate you. And, I, and I'm going to speak for myself as well as Charles Chargers. And I know he feels the same way. We highly appreciate you. And, and we're humbled with this opportunity to, uh, you know, champion the Raza. Basically go out there and show everybody that, that hey, two guys that come from two totally different backgrounds, that come from uh, two, two different sides of the land, two different states, man, are just the same. You know, we're just the same. We're all Raza. We're all brown skin at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, we're going in there with the same mindset to win. And we're going in there with the same mindset as to win for the people. So, I mean, there is no losers in this. Uh, it's not a win-lose situation. It's a win-win. Uh, that's the way I'm looking at it. Um, of course, I'm going in there uh, with bad intentions. But at the end, you know, I'll pick them up off the ground and there'll be good intentions. So, uh, you know, I got to do what I have to do. But at the same time, I just I just appreciate the fact that uh, we're able to, you know, we're given this opportunity. This is something I never seen, you know, ever coming in my life. You know, it's, it's very humbling. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, it is, man. And and David, I mean, it's it's an honor and a blessing for you to be a part of it. Serio, man, it's just when, when I heard that you're going to be a part of it, I was like, wow, you know, a legend. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, you know what? Being, being brought up, it was always, you know, some way, somehow it was put in us to like hate one another. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and not just so much, you know, on one side of California and another side of California, but even in our streets, even just locally, it was yes. always just put in there just to you know hate somebody from another block or two blocks away three blocks away or whatever whatever it may be and it was always leading to just bloodshed and hatred and and you know not supporting one another so definitely definitely it's a very humbling and blessed feeling to be a part of something like this yes and uh you know unfortunately for gunner you know he's the one that's gonna have to be in there in the ring man so you know tune in one month from now and you can see me put hands on a punching bag i mean gunner Gunner, two hey. more two more questions, and then uh, uh, we're, we're going to go to break. Um, is there going to be a weigh in? We're um, we're de we're dealing with something like that to have something the day yeah. before. Um, I'm not really sure if it's yeah. an actual weigh in, but there will be something. There's in the works that we'll do something the day before, whether it be a yeah. press conference, something like that. It's not yet set in Absolutely. stone, but there will be something the day before, whatever okay. it may be. 
Absolutely. And and I and I just wanted I wanted to reiterate uh to piggyback off that. Um yes, we're 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 still there's a lot of things that are still in the works. I mean things are happening daily. Uh you know, me and Chola are being told just to focus on our training, focus on each other in the match and, and let the, the guy behind the current take care of the business, which we are. Um or I know I am at least and I I'm I'm pretty sure Chola is doing the same thing. Uh, we're focusing on, on, you know, the task at hand and then and putting our trust and filling our trust to the guys behind, you know, basically behind the camera. Um, at the same time, there has been talk of, uh, of a way and there has been talk of, of some type of press conference, you know. Um, we're trying to do this as professional as we can, but then again, you know, um, hey, we're new at this. We're new at this and, and we're, we're just doing the best we can for the people, but we promise that it, we're going to give our all. Everything's going to be done as professionally as possible and uh, it's gonna, I mean, it's going to be an extravaganza. It's going to be something to watch. It's going to be something that's never happened before. That we can guarantee. That's for sure. Awesome. My final question, Gunner. Give us your prediction. Uh, prediction is uh, I get him in the second round. I think I get him in the second round w- with my power and 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 quiet as it's just my speed. A lot of people, um, okay, they see what we put out there for them to see. You know. Uh, I'm a I'm a firm believer in truth, and I know that um, everything is not all what it's cracked up to be, right? Right. You know, out there, especially in the YouTube world, you want people to see what you want them to see, and you can spit it however you want to. Now, me being the way I am, I'm a realist. Uh, everything I speak and everything I say is real, but at the same time, that's why I hold no, nothing back when I say that I put out there what I want people to see. Yes, there's no, hey, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm 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 more out of shape than Cholo. You know, I'm a bigger, I'm a bigger man. You know, I'm coming in with 18 inch arms, six foot, 220 pounds. I'm a lot bigger than him, but hey, he called out the monster. He wants to be, you know? So now he has to deal with it. So with uh, my training and everything that I'm putting into it, my game plan, and like you said, uh, one punch can change the game plan, but that's when you go into plan B. And, uh, you know, all I can say is uh, second round, TKO. I don't say knockout. I say I, I don't. You know, I'm not trying to hurt the guy. I'm just trying to drop him all over that ring. I'm trying to just, uh, you know, push him around the ring, not bully him, but push him into them ropes, and uh, you know, just work him, work him over a little bit, so he knows not to make frivolous comments and not to ever do this ever again, and just stick to driving truck. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll, I'll just go ahead and and, and say this. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say this. Okay. Gunner is a lucky man. You know why? Because this is happening before Christmas. Because all he's going to want for Christmas is his two front teeth. (laughs) There it is, y'all. There it is. Gunner, any final words, my brother, before we take a break? Uh, He got me with that one. Two front teeth? Man, they're going to be calling him the whistler when I'm done with them. (laughs) Hey, hey, all I say is you better sit down, drive, and whistle while he works because it's on the Gunner, thank you, man. Uh, uh, we want to thank you here on behalf of Rolling Radio and my team for calling in. This was much fun. This is much needed. And I hope and pray that this is, you know, unity, history in the making. So thank you once Absolutely. again for calling. Hey, gracias, Tony. I appreciate you, man. Uh, you are also a legend, brother. I've been I've been following your career from way back in the days, you know, the high sea and all that. And uh, man, just great platform, great podcast, great work, man. You know, you're for the raza, by the raza. Same thing as me, man. I appreciate you. Uh, 
Mr. David Rocha, I, of course, I extend my, my greatest gratitude, man. You've always been a part of my life, so you didn't know it. And Cholo, man, it's a pleasure, bro, to you. And I'm honored to even get in that ring with you, bro, and to be able to throw those hands. And uh, it's just a blessing how uh, us two have come together, man. And, and we were meant to cross paths in our life. Just too bad you're not going to have a full set of teeth. But, hey, that's just the way it works out sometimes. But gracias. I appreciate you guys. Yes. Night, yeah, brother. Boys. God get, bless, man. Get that popote ready so you can eat your menudo. That's what you're going to need. A popote to eat your menudo now, man. But it's a blessing. It's a blessing to do this with you, Gun Gun. Awesome. Yes, sir. Okay. Have a blessed All right, one. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye-bye. All right. Goodbye. Peace. Okay, everybody, we're going to go ahead and take a 10-minute break. We're going to come back with Joe Castro and everybody Joe, here. You, we're going to have a final yeah. thoughts, yeah, and uh, we're going to go ahead and continue to uh, put the link on the screen so that you guys can tune in June 26th, Cholo Trucker versus Gunner. Gunner versus Cholo Trucker. You guys heard it here first on Rodeo Radio, and we'll be back 10 minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio, episode 164, and I want to thank everybody that's tuned in. I also want to give a big shout-out to Gunner for calling and being a part of this show. Uh, we want to thank everybody once again on the live chat, everybody who's live, subscribed, who shared, uh, even the naysayers, even the haters. You guys are still watching, so thank you for being a part of this show. And I want to give a shout-out, special shout-out to my boy Jen from Fashion Town for always blessing me with the hats, always blessing me with the dicky shorts and the shirts. It's almost like he sponsors Rodeo Radio. And he also actually even sponsored... Mr. D's video shoot with some nice Pendleton's, you know, with some nice t-shirts, some bandanas, all of that. So if you guys want to help and support Fashion Town, Jen, much love, much respect. Go visit Jen at Fashion Town. Tell them Tony A sent you promo code Rodium Radio for a discount. I'm just playing. So with that being said, uh, we're going to come back to uh, David Rocha, a.k.a. Sardino, Joe Castro, one of the producers of Kilroy, and Cholo Trucker, uh, uh, soon to be uh, champion of the, this uh, uh, amateur boxing event, history in the making. And I'm only playing Gunner. I'm just trying to be comical here. But uh, but you know what? The, there was something that you wanted to bring up, and I think it's a good idea that we talk about it. So yeah, um, you know, because you know people are watching and they they get at me like, hey man, you got Tony A here. You know, and you're not bringing this up. You know, I mm -hmm. dropped the video talking about this. So now that we're here live and, and yeah. we could talk about it. Um, Tony, I have the utmost respect for you. This is the first time I meet you. Yes. Um, I never dropped any disrespect your way or to anybody. Yes. Uh, I did make a video talking about the Chicano rap documentary mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that, that you're making. Mm -hmm. So now that we're here, you know, I just kind of want to ask you, where are we or where are you with the Chicano rap documentary? Right. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you asked me that because uh, every so often people that follow Rodeo Radio, every so often, I always give kind of like updates. Mm -hmm. The mistake that I did with the Rodeo Mixtape documentary is that I was promoting it while I was still filming it. I had never ever did a project of that magnitude, period. You know, at all. This was actually my very first project of me directing. And I kind of got pushed into it because the guy that was filming it, I thought he was going to direct it. But I kept trying to tell him what to do. And he said, man, you just do it. So that's how I became a director. I did a project that was supposed to be about 45 minutes long and it turned out to be about four hours long. We cut it down to maybe three hours. One thing that I didn't know when I was promoting it, that it would take me about a year to shoot. I interviewed over 20 people. And it took me about a year to edit three hours worth. 
uh, to do a film festival version, which was an hour, it was a little bit less, obviously, because we already had all the footage. We just took out the small pieces and kind of crunched it into one hour. That's what people can get for free on the, uh, the YouTube channel. Now, as far as the Chicano rap documentary, I had an idea because filming the the documentary, I almost went broke because everything was pretty much my own money. Out of pocket, I didn't ask anybody for anything. So what I did, I made an announcement. If anybody wants to contribute, I'll leave it up to the fans. That's all it was, was a donation. No era prestamo, you know, it wasn't like I asked for a loan. Hey, if you guys like the documentary and you guys want to support me doing a Chicano rap documentary, the GoFundMe is right there. And I want to thank everybody who contributed because within weeks, I met our goal. Our goal was 15,000. And we hit almost 20K, okay? Now, anybody who's wondering about the, the financial status of what we spent on, you can go to documentary.com. It's been out there for a couple of months. Or you can click on the Chicano Wrap and it breaks down everything that we spent, what everything costs, and how much is still left in the budget. So I've always been transparent with uh, 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 the fans, always. But I have to bring this up because it wouldn't be complete Nobody ever questioned the documentary. I mean, I'm sorry, the Chicano rap documentary. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever did until two individuals started going live. And uh, sad to say that those two guys were contributors of the Chicano rap docu uh, the Chicano rap documentary. I keep wanting to say documentary. They were contributors. And then one day, like a light switch, everything just changed. I went from being their friend to He's ripping off our people. First of all, they never referred to Raza as our people. All of that started with here, with this platform. They started using my words. He needs to give our people back. He needs to give our people back. I'm sure people reached out to you and reached out to other people. Hey, that guy is dirty. Here's what I always challenge the people. What I always said, outside of those two people, have you ever heard any negative remarks or any negative stories or any dirt on my name? Never. So I asked the people, consider the source where it's coming from. These are people that used to be my friends. If you can turn your feelings off and on like, like a light switch, then you were never really a friend. Mm -hmm. So uh, with that being said, we're about a third ways. All the B-roll footage is finished. B-roll footage, for those that may not know, is the streets, the signs, the drone footage. All of that is done. COVID really stopped everything, mm -hmm. almost for a whole year. Nobody wanted to do interviews, and some that wanted to do interviews wanted to do it with a mask, and I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Now, my vision for this documentary that I was sharing with you uh, during the break is much bigger than just a documentary, and I was sharing with you, and the reason why I won't go into depth about sharing uh, uh, what my plans are is because I don't want nobody taking my ideas. Mm. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in if you have a good idea, keep it to yourself. So with that being said, uh, we are starting up again. We're about a third finish. Um, can I give an estimate of when it'll be done? Not necessarily when it'll be released. Keep in mind, it took a year to film the documentary. It took a year to edit, okay? All I'm asking the fans is, you know what? Give me time. And I would probably say either late this year or early next year, it'll be done. And then I'll come with a, with a date. You know, well, uh, one more thing that people were asking me, um, incentives. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there was some confusion mm -hmm. or not, um, but a lot of people didn't know how to get to, you know, to the incentives. Right, right. What, uh, 
did we miss something or or there's some people that got at me and said like hey man i i was able to get you know get linked up with that but then there was other people that were like hey man i'm with you i don't know i didn't see anything right. with the incentives right, right. well uh, here's what the incentives and i said it from day one and i've always I, and i told you this cholo and i told david this you know what truth never changes lives always change i've always said this from day one anybody who gives over fifty dollars or more mm -hmm will get an, an incentives. Mm -hmm. Obviously the incentives is uh, number one, you get the documentary for free. You get to watch our old one for free on our website, mm -hmm. uh, unlimited streaming. You get your name, you know, on the, uh, on the, at the end that this uh, documentary was, uh, if you will, possible by these following people, anybody over 50 bucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you get your uh, DVD. That was the incentive. Mm -hmm. But I always said it from 50 bucks on up. Mm -hmm. There were people that donated five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, and it's greatly appreciated. But those people started coming at me, hey, now you're changing the price. I have never, ever changed that price. As a matter of fact, if you go on our website and click on the Chicano Wrap, it tells you everything right there. And if $50 or more, you will receive incentives. But you have to contact us. And let me tell you something, more than eight, oh, I should say less than 80% of people contacted us for their incentives. Okay. We sent out an email to every person who gave over $50 or more to respond to get your incentives. And less than 80% didn't respond. And it was that simple. Okay. I, look, I'm going to be honest. I was one of them. Mm -hmm. Like I said like I said in my video, maybe I just didn't pay attention enough. Maybe it went over my head. Right. Uh, it, just for the people that, uh, that are watching, are those incentives still there? The yes, yes, it is. Okay. And if you still want to give, that's fine. We've already, but we, I have to say that we've already met our goal. There's still people that give 20 bucks, 30 bucks every so often, and we greatly appreciate it. But the incentive, I mean, the, um, the goal was already met. So we want to thank the people for that. And I want to thank you for bringing that up because I believe it's important that we clear it up. Somebody had brought that up, that video to my attention that you had did. And to be honest with you, I only watched a little bit because I have seen other ones where people are saying, this guy's a snake, this guy this, this guy that, and they don't even know me, man. Mm -hmm. They don't even know me. Look, over 150 people have uh, uh, my studio address, okay? Mm -hmm. Not one soul has ever, hey man, where's my money? Or hey man, not one person. But it's people, or should I say trolls on social media that just like to talk. There was one guy that made a, another video saying, hey Tony, are you a snake? Did you do this, did you do that? And I reached out to him, you know, and I'm thankful that he actually gave me his number and I called him and I said, any question you want to ask me, ask me. And the same thing that you asked, uh, same thing that I shared with him as well. Yeah, he murió and, and it was over. Mm -hmm. But let me say this. It was those two individuals that started to kick up dust. And those two individuals that I consider friends and they consider me a friend too, that went ahead and started, you know, blaming me for all of this other stuff. Other than that, I challenge people. Have you heard anything negative about me outside of those people? Since 1987, I'm, I've been in this music industry. Never had any fallouts with anybody because I always kept my name clean. And then for them to, to do that, I just thought it was unfair, especially since I considered them friends. Now, I didn't have to do this. It was up to the people to donate. And right. it was a donation, and that's all it was. So, uh, But I will say this, that I thought was kind of funny, and we'll end it with this. One of those guys, when they call me, uh, real late at night and I knew he was drunk and I said what do, you, what, what do you want you know and he just said like this you came and you took what was ours that's what he said and I said what are you talking about he said you are the envy 
of all Chicano rappers. Now keep in mind, I'm half asleep and I said, dude, what are you talking about? And he says, we've all tried to start GoFundMes and nobody's ever supported us. He was in here, you come out of nowhere and they support you. So I knew when all that animosity started where it was coming from. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, sad, especially like when it's Rasa hating on Rasa, when especially when you're trying to do something that's positive, like what we're doing with the fight. Right. You still get those trolls, you still get those people and naysayers and stuff like that. And like right. same thing with you, you know, you're trying to do something for us, yes. but yet you're they're gonna throw the biggest wrenches in front of your in, in the yeah. works. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's sad. That's and, really sad. And it know? comes from our own people. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know. And then we wonder why we never, you know climb the ladder why we never move up yeah you know for an example let's just for an example let's just put that aside and i hope i answered your question if not you can ask me more uh, mm -hmm. i'm an open book mm -hmm. when i had uh david here david knows that i've received a lot a lot of heat the sec okay well the first time nobody brought that up as a matter of fact they said his story was very very powerful he had over 70 70 000 views um nobody said nothing but when I brought him back the second time, those same two individuals started up again. Same thing over and over and over again. I have, you know, I got mad love for people in San Diego. Uh, a lot of rappers from San Diego I've supported and love when we started communications. After he came the first time, uh, um, they all still came and sat in the same chair he was sitting in. Nobody ever said nothing. But when they, those two brought him up again, oh, he's interviewing this guy and this guy, all of a sudden the heat started coming back up again. He supports these people, he's a thief, he's this, just talking, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth, you know what I'm saying? You know, as a matter of fact, I think I probably started the first uh, fight here on Rodeo and Radio when I said I moved this table out the way and I'll go heads up with both of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I'll just say they could put me in that same category because I support this man too, 100%, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great man and uh, consider him a friend. You, you know, and I said this before, David. David is a man of God. He's a pastor. And if there's anybody that I fear other than God is a man of God. I don't, the last person that I ever want angry at me is God for mistreating one of his own. Now, if the world wants to continue to look at David for what he was in the past and still judge him for that, that you're not in a good you're not in a good place yeah. because you're judging someone whom God has already forgiven. Yeah. And if it's like that, then we're all screwed. Yeah. Yeah. We're all of us. Yeah, all of us. All of us. All you of know? us. And I want to say one thing, like, while yes, talking about your, 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 the thing that you're filming, you know what I mean? Um, the, the thing is, they don't understand how much work it goes into to making a, a movie or a documentary or, um, it's so much work. And you know, I mean, yes. especially if you're doing it alone, yes. I mean, we do it with a, a crew of a lot of people. And I'm talking about editing. I'm talking about sound. You're talking about color correction. I mean, it's a lot, and it takes it takes more than a year to make a movie, or even to make a short film can yes. take almost a year. And I'm talking about 15 minute short film because of all the technology. Uh, losing my words. It takes a lot of work. Yes, you know, to sit there at the computer and it takes one guy to do this, then you pass it over to the next guy and the next guy. It's a lot of work. So for you to be doing it, you know, by yourself, or even if it was two or three of you. It's gonna take well over a year, and that's not even with COVID yeah. or you know not being a professional at your craft. Yeah, yeah. You know? My team consists majority of the time two to three, two to three. Yeah. Now, 
I started this uh, documentary really quick, 2017. And I was doing it while I was still working. I actually ended up leaving my job of 15 years. Uh, I belong to a local five, uh, 562 uh, Teamsters. I've been a Teamster for 15 years. Okay. okay, I was five and a half years away from early retirement when you receive your golden 80, where you can qualify for early retirement. And I left because I was making pretty good money selling merch, selling CDs or whatever. And I thought, you know what? Uh, uh, I want to live the retired life. You know what I'm saying? I want to do what I love. I, I always said out here on the show, I don't want to be 70 years old in a rocking chair saying to myself, I should have just took that chance. So I take that chance now that I'm 53. I started, you know, three years ago, well, 2017. So trying to edit and film while I was working, it was very, very tough. Especially when you go in at three o'clock in the morning, get out at 1130 uh, in the afternoon, you go to the gym, come home, take a nap, and you try to live a little, a decent life, but you got to go film. So a lot of people don't know that. That's why I was out of the game for such a long time. A lot of people said, well, I never heard of you. And I understand that because I was gone for damn nearly 15 years. Yeah. You know, well, another thing that a lot of people may not know when I started in 87, it started by mixtapes. I was signed to Disney in 1990. My record came out in 1991. This December, it'll be 30 year anniversary of my record. Uh, um, uh, and as a matter of fact, of, of a Chicano and, and, and a black man from the city of Compton, the first rap group to ever be signed to Disney. So we made history there. Then in the late 90s, 96, 97, 98, I started working with all the Chicano rappers. So I always get people tell me, well, you know what? Uh, who did you work with? Who did you? I work with Frost, Lil Pain, Little Rob, JV. You name them. I, I work with them all. But I took that break. Yeah. Because I, I wanted to. I have a family, you know? So if people want to say, where were you? Where were you? You know what? That doesn't matter. It's where I'm at now. Yeah. And let's move forward from here on out. And I'm thankful that I'm sitting here across from Cholo Trucker being a part of something that I believe is going to be historical. And it's, it's the first. And for you guys to give me the opportunity to interview you guys here, to me, it's a tremendous blessing. It's well worth what I'm doing. And, and, and just to put, you know, just to make this clear, I'm not choosing anybody's side because... To me, there are no sides, you know. To me, it was always just about the Chicano rap documentary. There's no, oh, there's his side, there's that side. I'm not choosing anybody's side, you know. But, you know, I brought it to your attention. I, I wanted to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. And you were open, you were a stand-up guy. You are like, hey, let's do it. Just, we'll just do it in front of the cameras. I'm yeah. down for it, you know. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to talk to you on the side. And you're like, hey, we could do it in live. I'm, I got nothing to hide. So I want to make that clear, man. You've been a stand-up guy so far, you know. So I got nothing bad to say about it. I just wanted to bring that up, man. And uh, hey, I appreciate you answering the questions, you, Tony, man. on the serial, man. Thank um, you, my brother. It takes a lot of heart. Thank you, yeah. my brother. And I, I appreciate what you're doing, man. Thank yeah, you. Definitely, man. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing. But also want to thank you for not taking shortcuts, you know what I mean, with, with, right. with the project you're doing. Because a lot of guys, there's some people that would just take a shortcut and say, okay, here you guys go. Right. And but not be like the product you want to put, really put out. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and I know you're saying you want to put out something that's gonna be like uh, perfect, you know what I mean? You, you know, my, my thing is this. I thought I did a, my humble opinion, I thought I did a great job with the documentary. I, I never had not one complaint, not one. But I promised the people that with this one, I'm gonna knock it out of the ballpark. That's what I said. But it needs to be done right. It needs yeah. to be done right. We need to release quality, good film. And I'll tell you why, because not just for them, but I'm making a statement here that <clears throat> Hollywood needs to see that there's talented people amongst our rasa. Yeah. You know? You know what, man? I got a lot to say about that. Um, and, and, and it's such a blessing to be a part of this fight. It really is, man. And, uh, you know, a, a different mentality and a different way of thinking. Um, man, I take a look around, Tony, and to, to, to everybody here. 
uh, and to everybody watching. You know, I take a look around and I'm like, damn, man, there are some very talented gente. Serio, man, like yeah. big time, you know? And it's, it's sad, it's a shame that, um, that a lot of people didn't live up to it. You know, yeah. spending time um, either behind the walls or running around in the calles. Um, because you look at you look at some gente and you're like, damn man, this guy this guy's really talented. Yes. Or this girl is really talented, you know. But I was talking to 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 Pastor uh, a little earlier, and it's like when I was growing up, doing bad was always the good thing to yes. do. You know what I mean? Doing bad was always the impressive thing to do, Holmes. When you even just think think about like drinking, you know, and I I, I still you know I still drink a little here and there, but. Um, when you're young, it's like, hey, come on, drink up, man. And it's like, hey, you have to hang. And if you stop drinking, it's like, what I let you can't hang, dog. You can't hang. And it's like, <laughs> do worse, do worse. And then you're put up there. You're, yeah. you're, put, you're, you're looked up to. The worse you can do, the more bad things that you involve yourself in and put into your life growing up, at least for me, you know, the more you're looked up to. Yes. You know, you do time. You know, you're, you're doing bad things, you're stealing, you're robbing, you're, you're, you know, doing things that you shouldn't be, things that aren't productive. And that was always looked up to, you know, myself included. Yeah. You know, I looked up to that all the time. And I had, you know, older vatos always saying like, hey man, you don't know, stay in school, don't do what I do, da, 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 but you know what, stay in school. I'm like, chale, I wanna do what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Because what you're doing gets me to listen to you. And I want to go ahead and be in your position because kids start listening to you because you got the gang stories, you got the war stories, yes. you got the prison stories, you got the all that stuff that when I was a kid, I thought it was cool as hell. I thought it was freedom, homie. I was like, damn, you know what? I, and all the time, Tony, and to, to, to everybody here, uh, Joe and Pastor, all the time, it was always look up to you know people that are always doing wrong and that's how it was and you know what i see a shift happening everybody's not involved not everybody's doing it and not everybody's going to be involved that's okay that's all right you know that's just the way the world is okay? yeah we're not in a utopia but there's a shift and i'm just damn proud to be part of it man and i'm not just talking about our youtube channels i'm not just talking about this fight coming up i'm just talking about you know gente really changing their mentality and saying like challenge man you know we 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 got to start pushing ourselves up there there's so much talent yes. that i've seen man that we're you know a lot of us have wasted it you know who knows, man? This this fight with with, with Gunner and myself. Who knows? Maybe I would have been pretty badass in the boxing ring. Sad thing is, we'll never know. Make sure that our youth, you know, they don't have to go through that. They don't, they don't have to. Years later, think back like, man, what if? You know, because in a lot of our lives, it's a lot of what if. Yes. You know, rewind twenty years, rewind twenty five years, rewind thirty years. What if, Charles? That time is done, at least for me. I'm sure I could speak for everybody Apple here, me. but for damn sure is done for me, man. I'm tired of that. Charlie, homie, I'm not looking up to that anymore. I'm not saying, you know, I have hatred in my heart. I don't. I let go of all yeah. that stuff, you know, but um, 
that's it, man. You yeah. know, our youth can really come up, do some really great things. And, you know, if we're doing great things, if we're, if we're pushing a certain way, our youth can actually look up to something like that. And I'm just saying, man, I'm damn proud to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, let me say thank you for your encouraging words, because if anybody needs encouragement, especially this, you know, today, today, you know, uh, we didn't grow up with social media. You know, so this is a whole new world to us that we're learning. And thank God that we can stay on top of it. And, you know, because we have a lot of Internet bangers. I like to talk a bunch of mess. and Sometimes it gets under our skin, but they do it on purpose. I get it. I understand it. You know, it's funny. Let me just share something really quick since I brought up uh, uh, Internet bangers. Uh, I was going to the gym the other day and I'm watching this couple walk out. And this one guy's covered up in all tattoos. Looks like a crazy dude, maybe like five foot two dude. But he was covered up in tattoos, and I'm looking at him like, man, that guy looks like the type of guy that fits a description of somebody doing 25 to life, okay? This, like, kind of like nerdy, preppy-looking dudes walking out of the car, and as they pass each other up, they look at each other, and the nerdy guy looks at him and goes, oh, what's up? So I turned down my stereo, and I'm, he goes, what's up? The guy with the tattoo, he goes, you're the guy that was talking all that crap on social media. He says, on Instagram, you were calling me out. You were talking all that crap. Yeah, now I run into you, and you ain't running your mouth. And that guy didn't know what to say. We, we have that generation today that boom, 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 boom. But back in the days, if somebody had a problem, we would have said, hey, man, you know what? I don't like the way it went down. We're going to have to handle it. Let's go around the corner or whatever. Today, everything was like, oh, I hate you. You suck. Or you're a dropout. Or you're a level. You're this. And that guy got caught slipping. And he was just like, hey, man, I might have said a couple of things, but dispenser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because uh, uh, our social media back in the day, at least my back, back in my day, man, my social media was Teen Angel. The magazine <laughs> Teen Angel, man. Everybody wanted to get on that. I was on that, man. But Teen Angel, hey, shout out yeah. to Teen Angel. I remember that magazine. Everybody used to try to get on that and yeah. do their thing, man. But that was, that, that, that was it. And back then, the way went. we unfriended people was beating them up. Yeah, yeah. And do, do you remember, like, uh, back in the day, if you had a problem with somebody, uh, you throw chingasos, right? Yeah. And whoever hit the floor, it was done. And then you hop that bottle up, uh, shake it, shake hands, and it was done. That's it. You know what I mean? Drink but, a pistol with them, too. Yeah. What I see, it's amazing. Nowadays, you see that world stars and these kids are fighting. And when that person's down, they still continue to kick They still them continue to kick them. Everything's like, man, what happened? You know what I mean? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. But That's, I... I I, I'm thankful for your encouraging words uh, that we need uh, better role models and I, better examples, I should say. And I believe that this history in the making, I hope that it really creates and starts something new, the beginning of it. We may never, ever see the fruits of it down, you know, years from now, but we can at least say that it's starting here. So yeah, yeah. with that, David, I, w I wanted to add to what you were saying is that <clears throat> you know having done six years incarcerated in federal prison um i've met the most talented smartest people in there and exactly what you're saying uh, and it's so sad because you meet so many people the of what they could have done what they could have been and and people that got life 20 25 years you know a lot of time people that were i mean just great writers script writers poetry drawing yes. uh, just intellectual lawyers i mean just it's just crazy and uh to to see that is very sad, you know? And um, that's why I like that's again, uh, uh, just to be a part of this, you know, to hear your channel. <clears throat> you know, I, I never, I didn't hear about you until this fight, but then obviously I'm like, who's Cholo Trucker, you know what I mean? So I go over there and uh, on the first video, I subscribe. 
because to hear another Chicano be intellectual and to be smart and, and, and to know how to articulate things and, and think, you know what I mean? That is that is unknown because usually it's like some drunk dude on YouTube, you know, trying to be hard and try to and just to hear you just kind of sharing your thoughts and, and well 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 thought thoughts, you know. And then coming when I came the first time to see to see you, man, and and I mean you showed me your library. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that you're a reader and you and, and you said, yeah, I've read all these and that's what I like. And that's what we need, yeah. because like you said, growing up, we always had that 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 drug dealer. We always had that veterano that just got a prison. And and that's what we looked up to. And we aspire to that. But I think by you having your channel, you having this platform, you know, uh, the doing the movie production with you and Paul, Paul giving you a shout out, you know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and the things that they're doing is that. Do you realize what we're doing is we're giving these young people something to look up to than the local drug dealer yes or the local guy that just got out the pinta or whatever you know what i mean and it's like we are doing it now this right here yeah we're creating history now i know the fight is creating history but guys you guys know our background my background your background yours yours we're creating history tonight right here right now you know and we are giving the, the new generation, something to aspire to, something to look at, something to say, man, I don't have to go this way. I can go this way too. I can actually read a book. I could actually, you know, and, and I remember back in the day, I was always a reader, you know, and, and, and I remember homies slightly making, kind of joking about it because they, they weren't gonna, you know, badmouth me because they're my homeboys, but they'll be like, man, what are you reading? Right. I'm not reading a book about Roman history. That's what I'm reading, you know? Yeah. And this is when I was in eight, seven, like, this well would have been a senior but i dropped out but you know 16 17 trying to read about roman history roman civilization and some of the old empires and the homeboys thought i was i was crazy you know what i mean but it is what it is man we need to aspire we need to rise up we can't be crabs in a bucket pulling each other down yes because we've been doing that for years and, yeah. and let me just say one last thing to a lot of people that want to uh because today we have a, a bunch of uh people and believe me i encourage people to pursue their dreams and if you're going to dream dream big but I also want to say this, and this may hurt some people, but at least if you're going to pursue your dream, please have the talent to pursue that dream. And I say I say it for this reason. There's a lot of people that want to rap, okay? And I'm in the rap game. I get it. But you know what? We also need people that work to work at HBO. We also need people to work at Showtime. We also need people to work at Netflix, and I'll tell you why. Because when we come with our product, we already have our people in there. We're not talking to a guy from Pennsylvania or Canada or Australia, you know. Uh, we want to talk to one of our own. I'll tell you why. Because when I shop the documentary, nobody, everybody from the Hulu to the Netflix, everyone, uh, they lived out of state. They didn't grow up in Southern California, so they didn't understand the culture of the mixtape. They didn't understand it. I asked this one guy, "Do you want, do you listen to hip hop?" He said, "Yeah, I grew up listening to the Hammer and MC Young." He <laughs> didn't even know how to pronounce their names right. Yeah. So here's what I said. I'll be honest, with you. I said, do you guys have any black people or Chicanos that work here? Because maybe they don't understand me. We need our people in there so that when we bring our product, they understand and say, this can work. This can work. We're, especially here in California, we are the number one consumer, especially of hip, this thing we call hip hop. And yet we're on the, we're on the outskirts of it. Yeah. We buy the tickets, we buy the merch, we buy the albums, we buy everything. And yet none of us has ever made it because of the uh, 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 crabs in the bucket mentality. Yeah. You know, it's it's the whole thing that everybody wants to be the sport athlete. Nobody wants to be the sports agent. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be, you know, there in front of the camera. They want to be hitting the home runs, you know, stealing the bases and everything like that. But nobody wants to be in the background helping, being part of the team. Thank you. You know, and that's that's what it comes. If, if you're not athletic, if it's not for you, you know, there's still a way you could be involved. Yes. You know, so don't just say, hey, it has to be this and that's it. Because when you have that mentality, that is where you start. Well, hey, this guy's better than me. Well, let me try to bring him down. You know, and that is how I'll move up, not by me actually moving up, by bringing him down. Right. You know, so, but you can still be involved in, right. in whatever industry it is that you yes. want to be a part of. You know, when I started producing, people used to tell me, you should start rapping. First of all, I already know damn well I can't rap. I stayed in my lane, you know, but I've helped other, uh, other, uh, um, other rappers, you know, at least make music, make albums, etc. But... But I knew my lane. I think a lot of people don't know their lane, and they, I know, I know rappers that are better producers. So you know what I say? Stick with what your strength is. If your strength is in producing, do that and be the best at it. Not necessarily be better or call out other people, but you do you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like with me, with podcasting, I don't try to be better than anybody. You know what it is? I just want to be different. And every single one of us here is different and unique, and that's why we stand out. Now, we, if all we do is play follow the leader. That's all we're doing, just following. That's why music today sounds so much the same. We need to do that sound. Uh, that sound is working right now. We need to take that sound. Just be you, yeah. you know? So, but I want to bring out this gift that you blessed us with. Uh, and can you tell us w- what it is? Yeah, that's a uh, poster from the Kilroy movie. Um, that's for me and Paul brought that out to you. It's actually uh, signed by Stevie Agus, which plays Kilroy's son. It's uh, also signed by Wilson Antonio Ramirez. He played Kilroy. Uh-huh. And then it's uh, signed by uh, Brian Eric Johnson. He played uh, Peg Leg Joe Morgan in, <laughs> in the movie. And then I signed it. I, you know, just. Awesome, yeah, Joe. I usually charge for mine, but. Right, know, right, right. Was, <laughs> but uh, we appreciate you and, and appreciate you giving us this time to be on the show today and wanted to bless you with that. Uh, that small right, gift. Thank yeah. you. I'm definitely going to hang it up here. It's, yeah. it's definitely dope memories. Yeah, um, with that being said, we come to the conclusion, but uh, let's end with you. Any final words or any shout outs, and then we'll work our way down to David. Yeah. Uh, well, first, you could give me a shout out. Um, sorry, you could give me a shout out. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> you, you, you give me a I'll shout out, Joe. Uh, you can catch me on Cholo Trucker. And for those who like boxing, I'm on Cholo Boxing as well. Uh, man, I got, I got shout outs, man. We'll be here all night, and I don't want to forget anybody. So, you know what? Just shout outs to everybody that's supporting me. Uh, shout out to the G-Unit twin and that whole family. They're accepting me in their home, um, training out of their home, actually. Uh, shout out to my beautiful, crazy local wife. I love you, baby girl. Um, and just LA Times, you know, pastor, everybody that's involved with this, Converse Perspective, Flaco, Rojo, man, uh, everybody that's involved, Sunny Boy. Um, we could just go on and on and on and on. But, uh, yeah. you know, anybody that's supporting this, Hey, gracias. And that includes you guys. You guys that are watching. You guys that are, you know, you guys are a part of this. Um, you know, anybody who's going to take their time and pay their money, I'm not taking this lightly. That's why I'm training hard. I really want to put on a good performance. If you're going to be paying your money for it, I want to be, you know, performing to the best of my ability. And uh, gracias, because um, we're doing it for charity. Yes. So, um, you know. There's a few haters that are like, hey, why are you guys charging? Well, then how do we raise money? How do we raise money? (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, you know what? Shout outs to everybody that's in support of this. I highly appreciate you guys, man. And I appreciate you, Tony, for having me on here. Before before we close it out, I got one question, man. (laughs) One question. Yes, sir. Who's better? 
Van Dam or Seagal? I'm going to have to go with Steven Seagal. Okay. 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 We'll get into it afterwards. <laughs> we'll get into it afterwards. But I don't like his wig because lately he's been looking, he's been looking terrible. Yeah. He's been looking he, terrible. He's a hot mess. The, that. the, the thing that, let me explain. The reason why I didn't pick, uh, um, you know, uh, Van Damme, I don't like a guy that fights and wants to look sexy. I, I don't. Man, see, now we're going to be here all night. <laughs> now we're going to be here all night. Okay, look, I'm I'm not I'm not hating because you pick Seagal, right? But what you just said right there, a guy that wants to be sexy, Seagal gets in a fight. He still has his hair slick, ponytail. Every true. time he runs, he runs like he doesn't want to mess up his hair. So you know, I, I, he never gets hit like he's Superman. I, I just his movies though are probably just a little bit better than Van Damme, so I'm not gonna yeah. argue too much, yeah. man. But the fighting scenes, the fighting style, I, I, I choose Van Damme. Right. I, I will say this. You know how I'm a big fan of. If you haven't seen it, go watch them. Ip Man. Yes. Ip Man. I people call him Ip Man, but his name's Ip Man. It's supposedly based on the story. Uh, this is Bruce Lee's trainer. Yeah. Okay. Um. Once I'll be honest with you. Once you see his movies. Mm -hmm. Van Damme, you know what? Steven Seagal, vamonos. Honestly. Okay. Okay. This guy's amazing. Itman, look him up. There's All like right. four of them. That's on Netflix. Yes. Itman. Go okay. ahead, sir. I'll pass it on now, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank I'll you. Keep going. Yeah, I know. I was like, going to have to strong arm you for that one. Yeah. We'll See, we'll See it is about the, yeah, just <laughs> can you turn it off? Turn him off, dog. Get him off camera. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Tony, for having us here, man. I appreciate you. You know what I mean? And, uh, this is a big time blessing to let us use your platform to, you, to promote everything going on with uh, the fight and uh, our lives. You know what I mean? I want to thank you for uh, giving Cholo Trucker this glove he's going to use to <laughs> knock out Gunner. Um, oh, we're going to go ahead and take that with us. Um, man, gracias. You know what? Uh, shout out to my wife, Linda. And then I'm going to say my son, Joey, Marissa, Vanessa, Alyssa, and uh, Evaristo, my son in law. You know, just everybody at the house. Yeah, Marisa, Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, we got everybody. My suegros, gracias for everything. But Big Paul, Big Paul at LA Times. This is our logo, guys. Don't subscribe for LA Times, the, the newspaper. L-A-T-I-M-E-Z. It has a Z at the end. It has a Z. LA Times. Uh, subscribe to us so you can watch and get all the updates and everything going on. So I had to bring this in because everybody's like, I can't find you because LA Times, a newspaper comes right. up. Right. I always say, put the Z, put the Z. So right. don't forget the Z. And Big Paul, man, we can't do this without you, man. Much love, much appreciation to you, um, just for everything. Um, he couldn't make it today. He sends, you know, his, uh, you know, he just, he wanted to be here, All but good. he just couldn't. Yeah, he just couldn't. All but um, yeah, man. And one more, two more, three more, four. Okay. Cholo Challenge. Cubo. He told me to give him a shout out. And OG Big Wicked, much love to you too, Carnal. OG Big Wicked. Yeah, yeah. Andy Rodriguez, too, man. And this isn't the Grammy, so put that music in the background <laughs> telling me to stop. But um, but I'm gonna ask you a question then. Yes, sir. In and out burger or the habit? The habit. Yeah, I agree. The habit. I agree. That Santa Barbara. Oh, man. dude. If yeah. you guys haven't tried the habit, it's the, but you know what? I liked it. I like it even the one wrapped in lettuce. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. So yeah. Yeah. It's getting me hungry now. So yeah. <laughs> I'm already hungry. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you, um, menudo pozole. No. 
It's going to be pozole. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, pozole yes, time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Watching Gunner, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if these guys happen to both hit each other and knock out at the same time, then it's caldo. Yeah, it's caldo. Yeah. yeah. Then it's there caldo de pollo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. David. Yes, sir. Uh, last words. Uh, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ, always. Um, thank my wife. Um, everybody that's watching. Um, just to be a part of this, to take the time, take two two hours out of your life to, to watch this interview means a lot, you know? Yeah. And um, shout out again to everybody, you know, all the, you know, LA Times, Paul, Cholo Trucker, Gunner, um, Convict's Perspective with, with Flaco and Rojo. They just really, I did an interview with them uh, and they released that today on their uh, Convict's Perspective. And man, just everybody's involved. Yourself, man, yourself. Like I said, you know, and I see you as the forerunner of this unity when, when I came down here to interview with you, and that was a big deal. And um, just like you said, I think people wanted to see that, and, um, and it created something. It's creating something that, that's stirring, like, like Cholo Trucker said, you know, um, and I just, I'm just glad to be a part of it. Um, I do have a YouTube channel myself. Yeah. If you guys uh, want to... You know, it's a whole different platform than this. You know, we do a daily devotional, me and my wife. We get a biblical scripture, and then we make it relevant to our everyday living. And a lot of people start their day with it. You know, and uh, my sermons on Sunday and Wednesday Bible study. Um, you know, I know I know everything's, um, people don't want to talk about God or whatever, this and that. But when you're alone and you're going through something, uh, come to my channel, man. Come to my channel and just hear some, hear some life. Yeah. some life-giving word you know and um this is something that in the past before christ i went hard i went all the way for what i thought i believed and uh so how much now to be twice as much more you know involved you know and this is the real thing for me this is a real life for me and I, I really truly um want people to reach out you know um you don't you never know who's watching somebody could be contemplating suicide Somebody could be, you know, their wife left them, their husband left them, you know, this is real talk, you know, and, and I'm not playing. This is for reals, you know, and we are here for you, you know, and um, I'm going to, I'm going to um, type my name. I'm just going to say hello because then they can click on my, uh, your YouTube. Yeah, they can click on me and that way they can subscribe, you know. Okay. So I just put hello on the, on the chat. And I just, again, I want to thank you. It's always good to see you. I find reasons to come make my way down here all the time. <laughs> you know and uh, awesome. thank you guys yeah, and yeah. i love the show you know just the unity and the fact that we're here in the same camera yeah we appreciate nothing you. but love for you guys you, you know awesome. and um <clears throat> you know and you man you're, you. you're my brother man thank you brother thank so. you uh let me give a couple of shout outs and then i'm gonna turn it back to you i'm gonna ask you to do something uh everybody i want to thank everybody i want to thank gunner uh for calling in also want to thank uh, uh, Cholo Trucker. Also want to thank Joe Castro, uh, uh, David Rocha, AKA Sir Dino. Uh, Alex Cervantes, Cervantes Enterprise for running this. Uh, Anthony, the hip hop Jedi, and my son, uh, Beast Gallus for helping me promote this. But I also want to give a shout out to 3D Energy Drinks who has blessed me with several cases for the show. Um, and uh, thank you for that. And also uh, since this is uh, called, you know, History in the Making, and this is the first time that Gunner and uh, Chola Trucker have ever been on a show together. You know, uh, it, that's history within itself. Um, David, it wouldn't be right to end without you at least closing up a prayer and giving everybody a blessing. Amen. 
Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done here, everything that you're creating. Those on the chat room, I know they're saying things. Some of them are joking. Some of them are being uh, ill-spirited. Bless them anyways, Lord God. Bless them double, Lord God. Bless them and their families, Lord God. We thank you so much for having this happen, for bringing unity, for bringing love. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. Amen. 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 And we're out of here. We'll see you guys Sunday. Have a blessed night.